Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest who I'm going to bring on in just a moment. It's another successful student from our community using the concepts from the proven Amazon course to build a beautiful business. This is a mom of three young kids. She's a student full-time, got another job, but she's also building a fantastic replens-based Amazon selling business. Check this out. She just had a $40,000 a month. She's going to talk about that. Just a few months in, she had a $40,000 a month. Now, she says, I put way too much of it on my credit cards, and I kind of took a bit of a risk, but it really paid off. And now she's very excited about the future. She talks about where she's heading with the business, how she found her winning inventory, uh, how she did her net profit margin, all that. She did really, really well, and she's going to share all those strategies with us today. She had some great questions for me as well about growing in the future and some strategy towards the end of the episode. I think you're really going to, to benefit from this no matter what level you're at. Before we jump into that interview with Raquel, I want to mention something. We talk about this with her today on the show as well. Tickets are now on sale for the Proven Conference. Get over to theprovenconference.com. If they're not on sale yet, they will be very soon. Odds are by the time this is out, they've already been on sale for a few days. That's our May 2024 event. It's happening May 23rd through 25th in Orlando, Florida. You need to be there. Hundreds of students from our community will be there. The people you've heard interviewed on our podcast. A lot of the great coaches on our team, the most successful students in our community presenting and teaching 40 breakout sessions over three days. It's going to be fantastic. You want to be a part of this thing. Theprovenconference.com is the website. Check that out. The only other thing I want to mention is, hey, did you know that you can get a free call with my team? These are the 60 coaches that we have on our team who are helping people every day build businesses just like they have. Every coach on our team has built a beautiful business. And if you want to work with one of them one-on-one, -on -one, we'd love to have a conversation with you about that to see if it's a good fit. You can go to silentgym.com slash book a call to get on our calendar, have a conversation, see if our programs are a good fit. If not, we're going to leave you better than we found you, give you some great advice and encouragement, and then send you on your way with what the resources you do need. But if it's a good fit for coaching, we'd love to have a conversation with you about that. We've coached thousands of students. Many of the success stories you've heard on our show have been students from that coaching program. If you want to come meet and hang out with some of those people, there's a link to our Facebook group at silentgym.com. Jump in there. 74,000 of us, many of our coaching students, our coaches, the successful students from this community, and people who are just getting started and are completely clueless, but we're there to help you with every step of the way. As you'll hear, our guest today described that Facebook group has been very beneficial for her as well. That's enough of an introduction. Let's jump over and meet today's guest, Raquel. So Raquel, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you too, Jim. It's a pleasure meeting you today, and I can't wait to get into your story if you're ready. I am ready. So I've been a reseller since 2019, but this was before I even knew about Amazon. I was selling on Poshmark and Mercari. Um, okay. Yeah, I was just doing like going to Goodwill on their dollar days and then reselling those. Just a side hustle, nothing serious. And then in... 2021, um, I went back to school for business. Okay. And I'm about to graduate this May. Congratulations. Um, Where are you thank attending? You. The College of Southern Nevada here in Las Vegas. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So I, I would say it was about June, July when I discovered selling on Amazon. And the first few videos I saw were like, how to sell RAOA. And I was like, not really interested in that because I was already doing the other side hustle with the Poshmark. 
And once I discovered the wholesale side of Amazon, I was like really interested. I was like, okay, what is this about? So I spent about a month just like kind of learning about it and seeing what it had to offer for me. And then I was watching um, like some TikTok lives and stuff. And they were like, you need to get your LLC, your EIN and your seller certificate. So I got those in July. And then two days later, I went to Hawaii on vacation because I'm from Hawaii. So I just went back home. Yeah. So we went there for about two weeks, came back. And then I just hit the ground running in August. Um, So August was my first month on Amazon, but I didn't sell anything. And I remember I was on a TikTok live. Um, I wasn't on it. I was watching somebody else talking about um, selling on Amazon. And they were talking about ASD and like, who's going to ASD? And then people were like messaging in the chats. And I was like, what is ASD? So he basically explained it. It was like, it's in Las Vegas in two days. Are you going or who is going? And I was like, okay, well, I just started. I live in Las Vegas. So that's right after that. Yeah, it's perfect. So I was like, I felt like really blessed to be able to jump in that way. That's Um, cool. Well, it's a little so, point of trivia about ASD, the um, mm-hmm. our podcast episode, the very first episode, number one, we're, we're episode number 760-something now, was my keynote address at ASD in Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> Several That's years awesome. ago. They invited me okay. to, to speak. Yeah. So we just like, That's hey, let's amazing. record it and start a podcast. That's how our podcast started. That's how you're... Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. That was okay, 2016, yeah. I think, something like that. So Wow. And then here we are now. Yeah. I, I never imagined it would be hundreds of episodes. I thought we'd record one every once in a while, but it just kind of took yeah. off. It became our main marketing vehicle for our community, telling all these great stories from the students like you and people who are doing big things. And yeah, that's what the show is. Yeah, that's where it started, though. That's the roots. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't yeah. been in a while. I love that environment, though. It Yeah, it was really cool. Nothing I've ever experienced before. Sure. So... It was two days before the event that I found out about it. So I went, actually the night before, I created a list of things that I was, because I didn't know like what to expect. I didn't know how to talk to a wholesaler, how to talk to a distributor. So I made a list of questions to ask the distributors. um, And I just like did, you know, a bunch of content to get all of those questions. So I I was like, what are your MOQs? Like, what is your turnaround weight? And like, I don't, at the time, I didn't know what all of this meant, but I was like, I know I need to ask these questions. So I don't look like, I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? (laughs) Right. And then I also had some cardstock. So I printed out like just cardstock business cards the night before and I was like cutting them. That's because I wanted to like make sure like I looked the part at least, not like I just started and I don't know what I'm doing because I didn't. So yeah, I got two wholesalers from that that whole deal. And I've been working with them ever since. Mm. And then around, say, November was when I not discovered OA, but I was like more open to OA because of Christmas and FBM and all that. So I was like, okay, maybe like wholesale was really difficult to start I believe because it was such a long process to put the order in and then send it to the prep center and then get it to Amazon and then the FC transfers and all that so 
was like over a month before my inventory got to Amazon. <laughs> so it was around the time that my inventory landed in Amazon when I decided to switch over to RAOA. So once I did that, I just kind of hit the ground running. I think one of my items that I purchased wholesale wasn't selling. So I dropped it a dollar and then I sold like over a thousand dollars in two hours. And yeah, and I was like, okay, so like there's something to this. Yeah, Yeah. that worked. So I put it back up because I was like, maybe I should not drop it like a whole dollar. So I, um, I had to fix that a little bit. But that was what kind of pushed me to like, okay, to jumpstart this whole thing, let's do RA, let's do OA, let's put everything that you can in right now. Because I know from all the content that I've listened to, Q4 is like the big deal in this whole community. So I was like, okay, let's just put everything we got, max out all the credit cards, which I kind of regret, but I kind of don't because I wouldn't have been so successful if I didn't. But yeah, I learned a lot along that process. And so this has all just been, just correct me if I'm wrong, Raquel, but I think you're talking about just the past several months, correct? Yes. So I yeah. started in August, zero sales. Right. September, August of 2023. I mean, Six months ago correct. as we're recording this. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So September, I made $200 in sales. October, I made 400 And my goal from there was to double each month. So August, zero. September, 200 October 400, November, no, August, September, October was 2,500. And then, no, sorry, November was 2,500. Then December was 40,000. Yeah, you had a huge December, which yeah. is, came on all excited and posted. That's when we had a conversation yeah. about maybe bringing the just... show to talk about that, that quick ramp up and what had yeah. gone into that. Yeah, It was kind of crazy and unexpected but I mean I know I put in the work I put in the hours I put in the sweat equity Mm -hmm. and I maxed out all my credit cards which was not the smartest idea I wouldn't recommend it to anybody but yeah we usually don't suggest that but yeah it it sounds like maybe it paid off for you as far as you know what what are your net margins did was it a profitable month for you it was um total net margins I would say about 17 percent Nice. So some were over 30, some were under 15, so an average about 17%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 17% net margin after everything's yeah. paid for. And that's great. That's not a bad yeah. month. No. Yeah. From going to from zero, call, full-time college student, stay-at-home mom, just to that, I'm still at this point, kind of, it hasn't sunk in yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I still don't know what to do with that information at this yeah. moment. That's, yeah. you know, you, you put seven to $8,000 net profit in the bank in a single month with a business that you started just a few months ago. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, how's, yeah. how's it going? There were a couple of weeks into, not quite a couple of weeks into January. Is it still maintaining? Because part of the beauty of the replens model is it's boring stuff year round. Right. But if you jumped into some of the seasonal and the hot items for Christmas, you know, then you're gonna have to you're going to have to go find more inventory, obviously. Exactly. And I'm I'm feeling that right now because currently I'm doing about five hundred a day, um, which is not too bad for started. Yeah. Um, but I did feel like the dip of 
because I was, there were some days where I was making over 2000. There was one day I would made like 4,000 and it was just like craziness. And now I'm just yeah. like, okay, I need to reevaluate. Am I going to stick with wholesale like I originally planned? Or am I going to continue with ROA, maybe work with a prep center? I, I'm just at this point where I'm trying to reevaluate everything and figure out, okay, I already proved that it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Which avenue am I going to take now? Right. And I know I can't do everything because then yeah. I'm just going to be all over the place. Your yeah. student and, and a mom and you got a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many how many hours of it do you have available to you to to work this business? Um. So I I try to do it in like time blocks. Mm. So I I usually have like three time blocks of one to two hours. So anywhere from three to six hours a day, I'm trying to work on like organizing things. What do I need to do? What what steps do I need to get done in this amount of time to make sure I'm on track to continue this, this whole machine that I'm trying to build, you know? Right. I got you. Okay. Which is more than enough time to continue to build something beautiful. We've seen many people do it and, and, uh, you know, it's, I want to think through and help you. I think maybe it'll help the listeners too. This whole wholesale versus arbitrage model, uh, it's sourcing. From my vantage point, there's very little delineation and difference between the two. You're looking for test-worthy ASINs. How you source them doesn't matter. It's more about where's your momentum currently. Right. Right. You know, th there's some slight differences in them maybe, but... For the most part, if you can do one, you can do the other. But most newer sellers, we tend to steer them away from wholesale simply because there's additional barriers, many of which yeah. you've already kind of figured out on your own, it sounds like. And yeah. you've got a couple wholesalers. But let me ask you this about your December numbers. You did 40,000 mm -hmm. in December at about yeah. a 70% net, 17% net margin, which is phenomenal. And now your business, it sounds like you were doing some seasonal type items because your business is about half that now in January. Correct. Which, if you weren't doing seasonal, we'd expect January to be about the same as December. But you hopped on the seasonal bandwagon, and that's fine. Some people do, some people don't. We typically don't. So our January is actually shaping out to be every bit as strong as our December because we sell boring right. year-round stuff, right? Which is what I like to encourage new sellers to focus that's on. That's what I want to try to get into. But I wanted to jumpstart everything oh, by absolutely. getting in. Yeah, that was my goal. You were wise to hustle and put some money in the bank. Well done. That's beautiful. But you can easily be doing that every month with, you did it once, you can do it again. You can build some yeah. systems, automate things. But let me ask you about that December number. How much of that 40,000 was wholesale and how much of that was like arbitrage sourcing retail model? Approximately. Um, I would say... Maybe about 40% wholesale and about 60% RAOA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So you've got some momentum with the wholesale. I was thinking you were going to say, you know, a smaller percent of wholesale. My advice, just as a general rule, without knowing a whole lot more about your business, is keep the wholesale rocking. Unless, was, was that seasonal? Was the wholesale seasonal or not? Kind of. It was like toys. Toys. So kind so of seasonal. Drop a, tad. a little bit. But, yeah. um, the ones that I did find, um, I wanted to make sure they were selling year round and not just okay. December peaks. So I did find like a few that were like. Got you. And on your arbitrage, are you mainly 
online sourcing or are you going to stores? Both. Both. Um, yeah. So gotcha. a little bit of both, but I'm trying to stick with online just because I just have so much going on oh, with sure. the kids and school yeah, and everything. Yeah, there's no reason. And with all the convenience, like, you know, you can you can shop on Walmart, for example, and have it delivered to your house. And that sort right. of thing. Like, there's ways to get it and kind of get the exactly. best of both worlds, get local inventory and source online, have it delivered. There to is house. one store that um, I can only source in the store, and you probably know which one it is. Um, but for that one, I think. Um, I'm going to hire my younger sister to go pick those up for me <laughs> just yeah. so I have less time yeah. that I'm yeah. taking out of my day to do that. Sure, sure. That that makes sense. Yeah, there's some stores you just can't shop online for. But, it yeah. you know, just strategically, I think uh, if I were you, I'd focus. There's From my vantage point, there's lower hanging fruit to be found quicker with traditional retail and traditional online arbitrage type sourcing strategies, uh, it's going to ramp up much, much quicker there versus pursuing new wholesale accounts. Mm, okay. But I would look over, continuously be looking over the wholesale accounts that you do have looking for opportunity, but those are just more ASINs to be evaluated. Yeah, That's what you're doing is looking for test-worthy ASINs. I think you're going to find a lot more test-worthy ASINs retail online versus tracking down new wholesalers right now, though. As a general rule, they're both beautiful, though. But I just look at the number of people in our community who who say, hey, I started off wholesale and things are going great versus the number of people that say, I started off retail and online arbitrage, things are going great. It's mm -hmm. the retail online arbitrage crowd that wins the day. <laughs> Hands yeah. down. Yeah. So much more opportunity there. But if you're willing to go above and beyond and build those relationships and do the extra work and find some of the low-hanging fruit wholesalers, we got people that really dig in. They use tools like Smart Scout and really dig for wholesale opportunities on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about bringing new products to the market, obviously. We're talking about just right. reserved, test-worthy ASINs the way that you've been trained. Um, I, I think the retail arbitrage, online arbitrage is, is easier, but there's plenty of reward to be found in the wholesale as well. Uh, so, you know, it's it's kind of a, a bit of a coin toss because you got some experience, but I would encourage you to stay on the OARA model, okay. focus on that while you're scaling and let those other opportunities kind of organically drift into your life. Meaning you get a product or a brand that you discover through retail, maybe you contact the wholesaler at right. that point, right? It's not a one or the other kind of thing, but. I actually do have one replan in my whole inventory that, I just put in my third order for, and the it was the OA started out of the OA, but that company has a backside company for a pro account where you can get your items tax exempt. So I did that for the first time. I received the items, and I was like, okay, this is probably the last time I'm going to be doing this because I would rather hire a prep center to do this, and the margins are there to do that, but. They accidentally, I don't know if it was an accident or not, but um, they sent me the original boxes with their distributors' information on it. Mm. And I was just like jumping for joy. I was like, okay, now I've got their direct distributor, so I don't have to go through them. So maybe I can cut my margins a little bit more down from that one. Oh, that's awesome. So how many at a time are you ordering of that? Originally, I started with 20 just to test it. Um, the next order, I did 160. And then the last order, 
I did 180, but I feel like I should have done more because I sold more than they're selling like really fast. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, so just talk about that ASIN, if you don't mind. Do you happen to yeah, for know sure. the, like how many drops per month, how many other sellers, how consistent's the buy box? Talk me through the Keepa chart a little bit on that one. And for um, those who don't so know, the Keepa chart is... Uh, go listen to podcast episode 369 for those who don't know what we're talking about with Keepa. But listen, uh, sorry, explain, talk to me about the Keepa chart. Okay, so that one is doing over 400 sales per month. 400 um, drops on Keepa? When you say sales, how'd you determine that number? It says 400 per month. On, on, what, on a, which tool? Keepa? Oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, seller app. Seller, okay, Seller Amp is estimating 400 yeah. sales a month. Gotcha, which is yes. based on Keepa data. So it's probably, okay. uh, let's say, 50 to 70 drops a month on Keepa. Yeah, all those tools estimate, which you're probably well aware of, okay. right? You've heard us talk about that, right? Like that 400 number is not a hard set number. Not hard set, Based on okay. an estimate of, that they've drawn from Keepa data. But okay, that helps okay. me. So they say 400 a month. And yeah, how many other sellers are on that thing? Um, I want to say... Under 20, but maybe over 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coming and going. And it's a nice profitable yeah. product for you at typical buy box price. And Amazon is on that listing as well. They're on it with you. Yeah. And it's still profitable. Yep. We're on all kinds yeah. of basins that look like that. A yeah. lot of times people run away scared when they see Amazon. It's just not necessary. I am scared now after December because there was a few stuff that I just like was not selling and I had to return. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, just strategically, let me talk you through this, Reco. Okay. Strategically, replans typically isn't about, <clears throat> pardon me, it's not about finding a few good winners and then riding those hard. It's more about constantly finding ASINs that you can temporarily take advantage of, knowing that at some point, the plug is going to be pulled, at least temporarily, but pulled. Right. Almost entirely. I've heard so many stories. And I'm just like not ready for that. Yeah. Well, it's just why you can't get emotionally vested with anyone. Because anyone, you know, that that's the reselling game. It's won by people who are nimble with small commitments. Right. So I say all the time, I'd I'd much rather have a hundred ASINs that each sell two or three times a month for me versus two or three ASINs that each sell a hundred times a month for me. Because right. if I've got two or three that each sell a hundred times a month. All it takes is Amazon or someone else placing a really big order at a discount, and suddenly I can't even get close to the buy box price uh, without you know really dropping my price and taking a hit and figuring out what I'm going to do with my extra. But if you stay small and nimble, and you're constantly selling out, placing small orders, and you got a large, long list of of uh, inventory ASINs that you're ordering, is that's a very nimble business. And if someone cuts the price in half or something happens and you can't sell that product anymore, now you're left with, you know, two to 10 that you can't do anything with instead of, you know, 40 to 120 that you can't do anything with. Are you with me? Yeah. So yeah. that, that really is the, the long-term play here. And, and you'll learn that lesson easy, either the easy way by listening to us or the hard way by getting burned a couple of times. You're like, oh no, right. I've got 80 units and I haven't even sent them in yet. And the price right. got cut in half yesterday. Um, but here's the good news. The price always, almost always comes back up okay. eventually. Yeah. If you just hold on to stuff almost every single time it comes back up. And I love seeing Amazon coming and going on ASINs. 
and you don't have to chase the buy box as we've been emphasizing a lot in the community lately. You can price high on a fast moving ASIN. You're still going to sell a nice trickle of them. Um, but obviously, the people selling at the most competitive price get most of the sales, but there's plenty of people who want the products quickly and they're going to pay whatever price is on it. They don't care. Right. Right. Are you doing all FBA or are you doing some merchant fulfill out of your house? Um, December, I did FBM. Um, and I probably don't ever want to do that again because I'm burnt out. <laughs> $40,000 of sales yeah. that you did. How, what percentage of it would you say was FBM dollar volume? Um, I would say about 90% of the um, RAOA was FBM. Wow. It, yeah. Wow. And, and you and I was doing it all by myself. 60% of your business. So a good yeah. half of what you sold. You did $20,000 yeah. of merchant fulfill out of your house by yourself yeah. in December. Yeah, that's work. That's yeah. work. It was it was really fun in the beginning. And then oh, sure. towards that. I feel like you're just printing like, money, right? Yeah. And like just driving my whole van. I have a little mini van because my kids. The whole thing is pack the boxes and I'll take it to I the first time I took a big trip to um USPS I got scolded by this little Asian guy because <laughs> he was like no 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 retailers in the back retailers in the back I, was, I didn't know I took all of it I, I used my kids um little wagon and I took a ball I took like three trips and I filled up one of those big containers where it's you like, do the drop box yeah, yeah he's like no 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 retailers in the back, back. <laughs> yeah, so I learned a very valuable lesson when I got yelled at in front of a bunch of people, but it's okay. That's Hopefully that'll help somebody else. <laughs> I love the tenacity and, and the determination, just doing what it takes and, you know, hauling your kids around with you and getting it done. Yeah, um, That's how these businesses start. But when you're putting thousands of dollars in the bank and, and you're working around flexible schedules and you can, you know, you're still a student and a mom and you got other things going on. I enjoy that, just the, the validation of like, wow, this works. This is mine. I'm doing this. Exactly. Uh, so many people try so many things and it just like, falls flat, falls flat. This works. If you're willing to do the work, this really does yeah. work. And, and you did it. Yeah. So great job. And you'll be back at those numbers in no problem, no problem, no time. You know, if you're doing $500 a day, difference between that and doing 1000 2000 a day, it's, it's just a matter of building ASINs. systems. Yeah. yeah. Finding more ASINs. So that's where you want to be focused, finding more ASINs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do want to touch on one of the things that kind of drove me and kind of pushed me along the way um, yeah, yeah. to go so big. Yeah, was I was I think it was like right before Thanksgiving. I was watching a bunch of content and I kept hearing the same thing over and over from different sellers. Like I wish I knew like how well I would do because I would have done it sooner. I would have done it sooner. And mm -hmm. like across so many platforms so many different people saying the same thing i was like okay if everybody's saying the same thing maybe i should be the one to do it sooner and yeah and and, and it worked you know yeah 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 absolutely we hear that we hear that all the time i wish i had found your community sooner i wish you found this idea sooner i wish i would found your podcast sooner where were you eight right. years ago when i needed yeah. Yeah. this yeah. uh yeah because the the numbers you know the it, it's not a matter of believing me the numbers speak for themselves. Half of all economic activity online any given day is on Amazon. And yeah. there's millions of listings that you can sell products against. And a lot of them are just ripe for you to drop the right product on the ASIN uh, right. at the right price. And it's a profitable price. I mean, it's just, there's not a lot of explaining needed beyond that. But you do have to do the work. 
And, but, but, but you did it. I love it. So what tools are you using? Like, explain to me your process, um, specifically okay. on like the, the RAOA. What are you doing? Are you taking store pictures? Are you shopping online, looking for what they have? You know, talk um, me through some of your ASINs that you found. Don't tell me the exact product, obviously, but just what was the process? Right. Um, so I knew from the beginning that I needed to figure out what I needed to do and what I needed to learn. Um, and everybody was saying, you need to learn Keepa, you need to learn um, Celeramp, and you need to learn how to read those graphs. So I spent just two weeks just learning how to read graphs, how to understand what the, these all mean. Um, so I spent two weeks doing that. Once I did that, um, actually, when I was in, at ASD, I purchased somebody's booth. And I would oh, cool. say that was probably the best and the worst thing that I could have ever done. Okay. Um, the best thing, because as I was listing each item, because they were all different items, it was like 400 items, but they were all like individuals. So I had to list each one individually. Against taught existing me a lot. Correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, you weren't and, setting up any new listings on Amazon. No, 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 no. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, so that process taught me a lot um, on how to do all of that um, before. That was before I even started the wholesale. That was like just the very, very beginning. Yeah. And, but it was also like the worst thing because I still have like a bunch of them that I can't sell it that I'm not engaged in. <laughs> oh. Right. I gave some to family. I was like, I can't sell this. That's not selling on Amazon. So, but just having that as a tool to like learn was very, very helpful for me in the beginning. Pardon the brief interruption, but I want to tell you about a new sponsor who we are very excited to bring on board. They help you buy or sell an Amazon account. Did you know you can do that within Amazon's policy? Completely legitimate. They've helped hundreds of others do these transactions, you can sell your Amazon account. If you're done with it, if you haven't used it in a while, you know someone who's got one that they're not using, tell them about silentgym.com slash buy or sell, B-U-Y-O-R-S-E-L-L. Just spell it out like it's one word, silentgym.com slash buy or sell. If you want to get a head start and get ramped up faster with category approval and some of the other challenges that come with having a new account, you can kind of skip over those. Again, this is Amazon-approved transactions. They're going to vet you. The company that you're going to be buying the account from will be vetted as well. And again, we vouch for them because they've helped a whole bunch of people over the years in our community either buy or sell an Amazon account. That account that you have that's just sitting dormant, maybe it's a spare account you're not using any longer, it could be worth some money. So contact them. Silentgym.com slash buy or sell. Let's get back to the program. But just having that as a tool to like learn was very very helpful for me in the beginning sorry let's go back to what was your question again yeah just how what's your process for finding winning asins yeah so my biggest one and i don't know if this is like looked down upon in the community but uh, i was doing a lot of reverse sourcing for the the last few months um to get my rios up there no, we, we love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking what other sellers are selling, looking how it's going yeah. for them and finding other opportunities. I mean, that's all reselling is, is it's looking at what's working and where's the room for me? Where are the underserved ASINs? 
So right. yeah, we look at each other's stores constantly. And okay, I wasn't sure. So I was like, no, it's absolutely. I mean, it's we we teach the strategy for combing through multiple stores very quickly and and finding opportunity. You know, most of our best ASINs are ones that we're playing on with numerous other sellers. Right. And in, in many cases, again, it's not about being the most aggressive price. It's about being on fast moving products that I can easily source. Mm-hmm. And sell at a price that's profitable for me, and uh, in many cases, I've I've given seventy examples in the past few weeks alone from my own Amazon selling account where I'm well above buy box where all the other sellers are playing, and I'm getting okay. steady, consistent sales. Right. So looking at other seller accounts to just discover new products, new stores, new sources, new ideas, nothing wrong with that. The one thing that sometimes people think, oh, that's cheating. Well, there's no one out there with a perfect store. If someone looked at my store, for example, at any given time, you know, with 1,500 different products, there's 10, 15% of them that we're trying to liquidate. So you look at us and like, oh, there's a hot product. Like, no, (laughs) we're done with that one. We're moving on. There's others we're just testing. We don't know if it's good yet or not. Got it. So there's no way to know what I paid as another seller, what they paid, how they sourced it, how deep they are, how long they've been selling it. I mean, those things are just virtually impossible to know all those details, but you can get some ideas. And sometimes you'll see stuff that's low-hanging fruit. Like, wow, okay, that looks like a really hot toy. I can only find a couple of them at a time here locally, but I'm going to sell on that ASIN as well. So yeah, we encourage that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Another thing was one day, I I, want to say like in the middle of the whole fiasco um right before I got big but like after I've made a, a few sales already my boyfriend came home one day and she was like you're never gonna believe what happened to me today or what I learned today and I was like what he's like my new boss sells on Amazon and he made over a million dollars last last year I was like what I was like I was shocked that somebody so close to us did it but I wasn't shocked at his numbers because I've done the research, I know there's a lot of big, big timers out there doing this. And he was telling me that one of his biggest um, bread and butters is from this one store that you can only shop in store. And that's one of the ones that I'm selling currently also. So that was that was kind of one of the big pushers for me in the beginning also was I know somebody now who is yeah. doing it. Local even. Yeah. 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 And there's so many in this community, which is why it's so valuable for the listeners and for you, if you have the opportunity to come to our event in Orlando in May, is to be surrounded with people who are doing it at all levels. I was on a phone call today with a student who's been in our community for quite some time. I hadn't heard from him. I wasn't sure how he was doing or what he was up to, but he did 16 million last year in arbitrage, not private label. Not wholesale, arbitrage. And he's gotten into some international opportunities even, but it's all arbitrage. Just shopping off of normal retail store shelves, either online or retail shelves, you know, physical stores. And he's got a team of people and he did 16 million. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? At a million, over a million dollars gross. And his net was, I think. He said 15, 17, something like that, net, after everyone has been paid, including himself. So the numbers right. scale beautifully. And you can yeah. you can do this business at you know the $500 a week level, 
I can do it at the $500,000 a week level, apparently. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Scales bigger than you can imagine. Uh, that, but this is the future as well. I mean, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that uh, there's people around you. And yeah, th- those stores that, you know, you can't order online and maybe they don't like resellers, but their stuff is on Amazon. Hey, there's opportunity yeah. there. If you're right. willing to, to be the one that creates the convenience for the customers who don't want to have to get in their car and drive, you're going to get rewarded for it. So plenty of opportunity out there. Outstanding. Yeah. So is he involved in your, your business as well, your boyfriend, or was he just kind of telling you the... No, he, well, he doesn't do like drop-ups for me. But oh, other than that, I'm... Runs errands. I'm, yeah. It's yeah, your thing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Well, you're doing a great job for one man show, one one lady show, one mom show. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. so great. Thank uh, you. Fantastic. Well, any questions for me or anything else you wanted to share with the listeners today? You've you've provided a lot of value. Uh, I'm proud of you. I know the community's rooting for you. You're in good company being a part of this community. Um, it, but uh, what other thoughts do you have? Anything else you wanted to go into? Um. I did have one question and yeah. it kind of escaped my mind, but I do have um, one that I wrote down earlier and that's, um, I love to read. Um, I love to read like business books and like psychology. And so um, I was wondering if you have any book recommendations. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you the the books that have most shaped my business philosophy and approach to business success are outside the Bible itself. My next favorite books because the Bible has twice as much to say about money and business as it does love and prayer. There's a lot of good, very practical. That's on my timeless. list. What's yeah. that? That's on my list. Is it? Alstine? Yeah, well, I have a huge list. But here, here's the here's the book that I I've always got to sit in nearby because whenever this topic comes up, I grab it. Business Secrets from the Bible by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Okay. This is actually our keynote speaker at our event this year in Orlando as well. The Proven Conference is the website. Theprovenconference.com. But uh, it's just very practical, regardless of worldview. You don't have to be a Christian or Jewish or, you know, to to believe these things or, you know, it's not about your belief system. It's more about the practicality of the timeless uh, nature of of people and what it's like to succeed in business, which basically ultimately is just serving other people, building quality, mutually beneficial relationships. That's all business is. But it really dives into specifics and strategies and and helps you understand your mindset. not to do a huge commercial for it, but I think one of the things we battle against in business is we're we're surrounded in a culture constantly bombarded. Our culture tells us that to succeed financially means you're taking from others, you're pillaging, you're <laughs> like, what are you going to give back is the big question. Yeah. But what he guys into is it's impossible. There is absolutely no way to build a profitable business with happy clients without giving constantly. You are giving, you're you're giving your money, you're giving your time, you're investing, you're taking risks, you're serving with excellence. That's how you survive in business. So business is a virtuous activity. You know, now you can definitely be, you can definitely lack virtue and steal money, but that's called theft. If you don't have happy customers, you're not doing it right. If you've got happy customers who are gladly paying you, that's a virtuous activity and you're doing so many good things that you don't even stop to imagine sometimes. Like, let's just look at your business, for example, Raquel. You're talking about the the boxes and the tape, the supplies you need, um, the stores that you visited, the products you've purchased. You've impacted the lives of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people here in just a few months. 
with the activities you've taken. You've built benefits into their lives. Their families have uh, uh, you know, income because of the activities, the actions that you're taking. So that book just really re- reaffirms that and a lot of other things. Another one that I uh, tend to recommend quite a bit, um, a good handful, but what might I recommend after that? There's, there's one called um, Beyond Blessed. There's The Blessed Life and Beyond Blessed by Pastor Robert Morris. And he just talks a little, uh, quite a bit, especially in the second one, Beyond Blessed, about stewardship and about seeing your business not as something that helps me get what I want, but seeing your business as I'm working for God by serving his other children with excellence. None of this is mine. It's just such a great, healthy mindset to have. Kind of, Hey, I'm doing this for you, God. It's all yours. The problems are yours. The benefits are yours. I'm just a steward is the biblical word. And I love that concept of stewardship where um, I'm taking care of property that belongs to another. I'm charged with expanding that property and returning it upon request. That's stewardship. So I like those books. Uh, A very practical book is uh, one by Dave Ramsey called Entree Leadership. And it just talks about growing an organization. Some very practical how to interview and hire the right people you know, what policies you put in place to keep your business on track. Um, I love Dave Ramsey. He's awesome. Do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, I I read the Total Money Makeover. Yeah, he's got some great stuff. And um, I've got a friend who's a a very good friend. Actually, he's he's battling terminal cancer right now. His name's Dan Miller. Really good dude. Been a mentor to me. But he introduced me to Dave Ramsey early on. It's been several years ago. And actually, I got Dave Ramsey to endorse one of my books a while back, which is pretty cool through Dan. So. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Love you, brother. Uh, but yeah, he, I've, so I've enjoyed a lot of his uh, material and worked with his organization a little bit over the years. And um, yeah, so a lot of connections there with him. I'd love to at some point work closer with his organization and kind of help take people from, I call it his beans and rice training, you know, mm-hmm. helping people get out of debt. What do you do after that? Once you're back up to zero, you know, let's build right. something, right? Like exactly. I'd like to be part of helping people build and and we're doing that. I right? like you that. Be, yeah. yeah, at a pretty high level, uh, we're already kind of helping do that. So we have a lot of people we've sent his way, and they've sent people our way through their Facebook groups and that sort of thing. Nothing official beyond the book endorsement, which was huge. But um, yeah, a lot of ties there. But that's a good book. Entree leadership, very practical. Like one of the tips, I'll just pull a random tip from this. But when you're hiring someone, if they're married, do what you can to meet the spouse, because as Dave says in the book, married to crazy is crazy. <laughs> so you want to know what you're getting yourself into, right? Right. Just real practical stuff like that, that you maybe wouldn't necessarily think of if you've never been through the process of going from, a, you know, a card table in your garage to five, 10, 15. And at this point, he's like, I don't know, seven, 800 employees um, yeah. and, and voted one of the best places to work in Tennessee consistently year after year. So a lot of good lessons in there. Very practical. So that's enough of a reading that. list. I could go on all day, but hopefully... <laughs> That's how um, I do have one more question if you have time. So I'm in this place where I'm kind of battling myself um, because I don't know if I want to. My goal is to not have to do all the work. Of course. I don't want to be the one woman band. <laughs> I, yep. I want to hire out as much as I can so that I have more time because, t- as you know, time is our most valuable asset. Um, and I'm thinking, do I go ahead and plan to get a warehouse mm-hmm. for my business or do I just 
continue what I'm doing. And um, what I kind of envision is working with multiple multiple prep centers around the U.S., close to different distributors that have um, the resources available that I can sell profitably. I love it. Lots for me to talk about there. And I love the question. Let me dive into it a little bit. I like the overall strategy and plan. It's very viable. Uh, One of the lessons that I will start with here is actually a lesson from Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership book, where I learned and have applied this to my business at every step is when you're you're first hiring someone, the first hire you make, right now it's just you, but when you actually hire someone, that's a pivotal decision. You don't want to hire someone that makes your life more convenient because that just pulls money out of the process. You want to hire someone that puts money into the process. You want to hire somebody that's finding more profitable inventory. That's your first hire. So you get really good at finding good profitable inventory. You teach someone else how to do that. They're on your team now. Now you've got the extra margin to start to do some of the things you're talking about. And we've got the Prep Center Network list, which is a free list. PrepCenterNetwork.com has the list of all the known prep centers in the United States. No reason you couldn't have distributors near them, although that's not necessarily as big of an advantage as you might think, because the difference shipping at 10 miles, the cost of shipping something 10 miles versus shipping at 250 is not that much difference, right? Okay. So the, the proximity isn't a huge deal. Now, shipping at 2,000 miles costs you more than shipping at 10 or 250, but you know, yeah. it's not like you have to have a someone in each major city to make this thing work, right? Right. So, you know, there's that. But, but you do have a very viable concept there for sure of finding different distributors and, and building out, but that, this, it's all slow and steady. It's just, you know, you do a little bit at a time, uh, build your team. The first hire, again, is someone who finds profitable inventory for you. And uh, then I think the next hire is someone who does a lot of the prep for you. And then it's just a matter of taking the opportunities as they come. You don't have to map this thing out five years. Because what I've seen happen organically time and time again is some of those hot products that you find kind of leads to opportunity, leads to relationships, leads to conversations. So really the path forward is adding to your list of people who know, like, and trust you. Another concept from the the business secrets from the Bible book, the path forward and growth for your business is you becoming a better leader, using your face and your voice and getting out there and talking, building those relationships, going where the opportunities guide you versus putting it all out on paper one day and like, okay, today I'm going to contact six wholesalers and I'm going to land one of them and I'm going to send them to this prep center and they got to be in this city. And like, there's some value in that. That's what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. But, and I, and I can appreciate that. And that's a hustle. I get that. But don't abandon the relationships you're making along the way because you could be one short little conversation away from someone going, wow, wait, okay, you're an Amazon seller? Yeah, would you mind just coming by once a week and just clearing out the back of our warehouse? Do you have the team for that? Like, I don't have the team yet, but I could get the team because you've got a bunch of gold bars sitting back there and I'd love to sell them for you, right? right? And, sh- and share the profit. And those kind of opportunities come from relationships, not from strategy. So, you know, stated differently, I don't know if I've ever said it specifically this way, but don't be so strategy focused that you miss out on the relational opportunities that are going to just come at you fast and furious because we are in the most cutting edge. You know, you're getting your business degree. I would argue that there's nothing else being taught at that business school that's going to be anywhere near as valuable as a skill set as e-commerce. 
and being able to confidently say, yeah, I know how to sell things online. I know how to navigate Amazon. That opens doors because most brands just have no idea, right? So relationships are where the opportunity is and staying flexible, not in having a nice long catalog of wholesalers, distributors, products. It always turns back to relationships at some point. Those are the people that that really thrive and succeed long-term. So does that feel practical to you? Yes, absolutely. Good. Okay. Outstanding. Yeah, we've seen a lot of students come and go and people that, and it's just, I've observed, you know, we've had thousands of students at this point. I've just observed the people that make it are the people that are intentional about relationships. And they they attend the events, they set up masterminds and Zoom with their buddies and, you know, they they share their struggles and their wins with with a group of people that are on the similar journey. Those are the people that thrive. Yeah. Opportunities fall in their lap. Their phone rings with unexpected opportunities because they've got this network of connections. I can't wait. I'm I'm waiting for that group to like <laughs> come to me because I'm 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 there. I'm there. Well, being on this podcast is going to help for sure. Coming to the conference in May is a huge benefit. One of the things we do for VIP attendees is we assign you a mastermind based on your right. survey responses. So if you can come, that's one. I I will 100% be there. <laughs> oh, wow. Even if I have to miss my graduation, I, I'll be there. Wow. Being there is more invaluable that's- than... Incredible. Getting a piece of paper in front of a you know, bunch of I'm people not the that one I don't that said know. it, but I tend to agree. You know, I, I skipped my graduation from college because there was an event I wanted to attend to. So actually, you know, like you move the tassel, you get your paper. Hey, it's a big deal. I'm yeah. not trying to talk it down. If anyone's proud of their achievement, I get it. But this event, you will not regret being a part of it. And uh, and the fact that you're skipping potentially skipping graduation because I know that you, you check it on the date still, but you're not sure. But if you have to skip it. I've it, already decided. I'm, tickets, I'm are on a, tickets are on me. Just let me know. And uh, you, you, whoever you're yeah. bringing with you, bring the kids. It's right by SeaWorld in Orlando too. So yeah, yeah, come on down. I can do my graduation photos at SeaWorld. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Bring your gown and cap and just get some photos. Yeah. There, right? there we go. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm sure they have a way to participate virtually anyway. These days, everyone yeah. does, it seems like. so. <laughs> Oh, good for you. I love your attitude. That's awesome. Hopefully no one feels like, like, well, I've been working on my MBA for nine years. Uh, <laughs> I'm not missing graduation. Hey, we love you. Good job, buddy. But but uh, Raquel's going to head to the conference. And yeah. uh, I love that you committed right on the podcast. That's great. So it sounds like we'll see you in Orlando in May. I will. We'll see you there. Get you into a mastermind. Um, I do have one last question. If you have of time. course. Okay. Um, it's an inventory question. Um okay. I am. I have been playing around a little bit, uh, tracking my inventory. Um, so one of the things that I learned in college was um, I had to get um, approved, not approved, um, certified in Microsoft. So I know Microsoft Word, Excel, all that. Yeah. I'm like proficient in Excel. I'm Search trying to build a kind of like a software or I don't know how you explain it, but um, just to track my inventory because I have so much now that I'm getting bigger. Like I'm trying to figure out how to do that in a way where I can see, okay, I have this coming in, I have this going out. This is an FC transfer. Like that's what I'm trying to build right now. But I'm like, do you have any advice for that? Yeah, you don't you don't want to I mean you could take a shot at building it and you may be able to come up with something that's that's very workable actually. Uh to get the basic moving parts on a spreadsheet isn't that complicated, but 
I don't suggest it. There's tools that that do these things for you. Um, there is one that's actually, have you heard podcast episode 754 with Kang yet? I did. Okay. I did. You heard what's coming with that. That's going to be very reasonably priced, priced software that does everything you're describing plus some with a guy who ran a, you know, eight figure business at a high level, eight, nine figure business as a software guy. He, he set the whole, so he's really got some sharp software that does a lot of those moving parts for you. Um, there's other tools already developed as well. Replin dashboard isn't expensive at all. And it can okay. really help with some of those things. Uh, to where you basically what you want to be doing is making good inventory decisions. When do I need to buy more? How much should I buy? Right. Those kinds of things. And that that's what this software uh, is going to be really designed to do. Um, again, podcast episode 754 with Kang. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, for those who haven't heard it, but it sounds like you did uh, catch that episode. So um, just uh, the website for that is silentgym.com slash the system. If for those who don't know, and I know you, you've heard of it, Raquel. So we're going to be talking about that at the conference as well, too. Hopefully, rolling it out by then. So in the meantime, okay. kind of keep doing what you're doing. Use some spreadsheets to kind of track some things. That's great. Some people hate spreadsheets. Some people love them. I love spreadsheets. You know, I'm obsessed. I'm a bit of a, a weirdo. <laughs> I'm a bit of a nerd with spreadsheets too. I can I can do a lot of crazy stuff with a spreadsheet. I don't get so yeah. much into coding and the scripting in the background, but just like the basic usage of them, the formulas mm -hmm. and such. Yeah, I'm a big nerd with all that too. I've built a lot of our systems as well, but we're going to be rolling over to this new system that King's built. Um, some okay. of you know some of the cool things it does. I know you probably heard us talk about this, Raquel. But you know, as you accumulate all these ASINs over time, it's going to automatically keep an eye on all of them and alert you when right. you need to go back and take a look at one of them. Because hey, it's you know, the data looks good on this one. Time to go check and maybe buy a few more, right? That kind of even thing. if you deleted that listing off of your Amazon. Yeah, you can keep the ASIN in your database for sure without okay. actually selling it. You know, because okay. uh, it it uh, is keeping track of all your ASINs that you've ever sold, even if you're not selling them right now and have no inventory, it's keeping an eye on it and seeing, okay, is this time to go revisit this one? And, and so as you heard him say, you know, his, his business is completely automated. He's got three or four people to run the whole thing. His warehouse is ordering, keep tracking all of his ASINs. Everything is done through that one piece of software. Uh, and he doesn't do anything except monitor the statistics. So, yeah, it's a... That's what I'm trying to get to in my... Yeah. yeah. Well, it won't be long. You'll be there before long. I hope so. Well, cool. Well, great episode. Thanks for your transparency. So excited to come into the event in May and uh, hopefully bring the kids and be good to get to know you a little bit and get to know the community a little bit. And uh, really appreciate you hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. And I, I do want to mention one thing um, to yeah, anybody out there. Please do. I am so grateful for the community that you built. Because just having the community on Facebook, that was so invaluable for me during Q4 because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And I was able to just ask a question and get the answer within a few hours. And like my stress levels went way down. Oh, that's awesome. I was able to have that. Good to hear it. Yeah, Good that was amazing. It. So thank you. Thank you so much. Two minutes. Sorry, my wife's needs my phone. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She hid. I guess she didn't jump on. <laughs> She's so cute. Love that it. was cute. Everyone loves those little interruptions. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I know you around here, you get a dog, get a baby, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, it's so great. Well, yeah, I appreciate your, your shout out to the Facebook group. And um, yeah, it's an act of love for, you know, it's a free group, you know, and the volunteer moderators and administrators who take care of it all day, every day, 74,000 of us hanging out in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad it helps you get through Q4 with your questions. And So helpful. Yeah. So helpful. Awesome. Well, it's time for me to 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 wrap this one up. I think I I think I don't know. I think my family needs me for something. I'm getting those little <laughs> sounds like my wife it. just grabbed my phone, so something's going on. <laughs> so I need to wrap okay. this up. But it was great getting to know you, Raquel. It sounds like we'll see you in May. Uh, yep. Appreciate that. I can't very wait much. to Let see me, you guys in person. Tr- looking forward to it. Yeah, be sure to contact me. We'll get you those complimentary tickets we talked about as a thank you for for doing this today as well. But for the business building warriors who joined Raquel and I, thank you for hanging out with us today. If you liked this episode and you haven't heard many of our shows, you should know we've got hundreds of interviews with the successful students from our community who are very real people building real businesses. We'd love to find out how we can help serve you as well. So get over to silentgym.com. You'll see all the other episodes. Our free Facebook group is ready to get rocking with a proven Amazon course. There's a link to that there. That's the only training you'll ever need. We'd love to help you out. But Raquel, Great job. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you you so much. God bless. And all the business building warriors will have another great episode for you again very, very soon. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.